What's yep. that line at? Uh, he, uh, the Patriots. I think it's up to nineteen. Nineteen um, and a half yeah, on no, my I would, bookie. I would still take. I'm taking. I would still take New Nelson, England. Nelson, you and I got that bet. Here's the other thing. Well, uh, I, Mika Vince Patrick, you know, I don't think Green Bay's calling. We're, we're pretty set in the secondary. But you think about this. Uh, the guy was the 11th overall pick. And, you know, he's on a rookie salary. So you're going to get him on the cheap. And apparently two-thirds of his salary's already been paid. So the team that gets that dude is getting like an 11th overall pick for cheap that basically the team that you're getting him from has already paid the majority of his salary. <laughs> That's a pretty good. I don't, I don't know if you can find too many more trades that are better than that. The Dolphins. So, uh, yeah, I, good luck to what a uh, funny franchise. The, uh, the Dolphins. Yeah. Um, all right. 608 321 So, you know, we're, we're talking about this game on Sunday and following up the bear win. And look, you know, you, you could get lost in the, the minutia or the, the, the mud of trying to make sense of, was the offense terrible? Was the defense great? Are the Bears not that good? Or should we be concerned about Rodgers and LaFleur? I mean, I, I just I can't go down that road because it doesn't – I don't think you find your way out of it, right? It's, it's like getting lost in the matrix or something. Ooh. Like, I'll, I'm just going to say they got the win. And what I know is this. Minnesota is a decent opponent. If you saw what they did to Atlanta on Sunday, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm – I'm slightly concerned that this is going to be as difficult, if not more of a game than than last Thursday night was. But here's what I know: uh, you play next Sunday at home against the Denver Broncos. Yeah, they they uh, I don't know. They're oh, they got a good defensive coordinator, Vic Fangio, but you yep. got Joe Flacco. You lost to the Raiders. We'll see what they have with the Bears this week. But I'm going to go ahead and say the Packers are going to be a significant favorite. Uh, over the Broncos, I agree with you on that one. And then you go on a Thursday night game, short week. But you get them at home, and the road team on those Thursday night games usually don't do well the later you get into the season. I don't know where week four falls in that. It's a, it's a good opponent. I think Philadelphia is right back to being a Super Bowl contender this year. Um, that's going to be just like the Bear Viking. It's going to be a tough game, but you get them at home on a short week. You go to Dallas, I think clearly that's going to be a very difficult game. I think the Cowboys are, are legit this year. Then you come back-to-back home games, Detroit-Oakland. I think they're going to be at least a touchdown favorite, if not more. Uh, in both those games. So you're looking at starting on Sunday, five games, uh, Evo, four of them are at home. Yep, you have one really difficult opponent in Philadelphia, and then you have an obviously difficult road game. But, you know, if you beat the – that's how, to me, how important this Viking game is because if you win the yeah. Viking game, even if you lose one or two of those games out of that stretch of five, you're still sitting at five and two going into a road game, Sunday night game with the Chiefs. You could be six and one, five and two. Talk about how big of a deal then that game becomes on October the twenty seventh. It's true, but I think this game, this game right now, is gigantic. This is Agreed. huge. This, this, you know, how is this game bigger than the Chicago Bears game? Yeah, I do because I think to get to two, it, 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 it now it jump starts. This it proves that last week wasn't a fluke. And you can, pro- can you prove your defense is legit and that the offense is getting on track in this game? I mean, there's a lot you could. Yeah, I mean, if they. Here's the thing. Yeah, I mean, offense or not, I, I would focus more on the defense because if they do that again, because I think eventually it might take a week or two. I, I believe in, in Aaron Rodgers and the offense. I, I don't know that that's going to – I don't think we're going to be sitting here in week 10 going, this offense is terrible. I would have a concern about the defense that they could maintain it. So if they can come out and do what they did last week on Thursday, 
I will start to believe that this defense is legit. So I don't to even know what to your expect. question. Yeah, I think it is as big, if not bigger, than last week because yeah. it can validate everything they did, or it can dispel some. You know, like if you are in the camp that is worried about the offense, if they go out on Sunday and score thirty-one points against a pretty good Viking defense, I think a lot of people will say, ah, you know, it was week one. Rodgers didn't play in the preseason. The Bears, like our Packer insider said yesterday, could end up very well being a top three defense at the end of the year. Everything's going to be fine. Now, yeah, if you go out and score 13 points on Sunday, then we're going to continue to talk about think, all the offenses. I think this is a huge this is a huge prove-it game for the defense because what do we know about the Vikings? Zimmer is Zimmer stays up late at night for the entire he says week. He doesn't sleep. Thinking about Aaron Rodgers, planning for Aaron Rodgers, and Zimmer does really good against Aaron Rodgers. So this... And if you know, look at the look at the passing game last week. I know the Bears' defense is really good, but it's Zimmer, who's a Rogers stopper, and we were talking yesterday in the fantasy zone about benching Rogers if you had him on your fantasy football team because you could see a game where he throws what two hundred to two hundred and forty yards, something around there, and maybe maybe two touchdowns. If that wasn't that what we were talking about, so I think this is huge for the defense. This is a prove it game for the defense, even though Mitch Trubisky and the Bears' offense is not that good. This is huge for the defense to show up at Lambeau to say, we are the real deal. I was watching. I love the Smith brothers, dude. The Smith brothers are awesome. I was watching some cool videos with them that the Packers Twitter posted. The Smith brothers are changing the culture on, in, in that defense and in Green Bay. It's so cool to see the Smith brothers, what they're doing. I think, I think this defense can prove it. See, I, I think I'm going to have to disagree with you guys. I think I'd have to go with the Bears game was a bigger game than the Vikings game because it starts you off on a good foot. You're 1-0. We had a lot of question marks with Matt LaFleur. And though his offense didn't look good, they got a win. So it's kind of accepted that, hey, you just want to win in the NFL. And the big thing about the Bears game is that it was on the road. The Packers won one game on the road last yeah, year. No, yeah. hey, it was, no, you know what? The one's Jets. You know what? Nelson brings up a really good point. You know what I think, Evo? Put it to a vote. Oh. If the Packers beat the Vikings on Sunday, what win would be more important slash impressive? Week one against the Bears or uh, or this week? If you, and I get completely get where you're coming from, Nelly. I'm just saying the and why I say two and all because it validates. Because I still think there are a lot of Packer fans that are wondering what last week was. Maybe the Bears aren't that good. Maybe it was just a fluke. This a win this week validates last week, right? If you if you look at the Packers' road record the last few years, they beat the Jets in that come comeback where Rodgers was playing and they won it was it in overtime yes like 40 to 42 35 in overtime so it was an insane game the last time they won on the and that was at the end of the year that was week 16 when they were eliminated the Jets were eliminated yeah they were playing for the last time they won on the road prior to that game was 2017 (laughs) when they beat the Cleveland Browns who were quarterbacked by Deshaun Kaiser. Kaiser when's the last time they beat a rival at home well, last year, the Bears or, week one I should last say the year. Vikings, I mean. Uh, boy, the last time they beat the Vikings, three was years 2016, ago. 2016, yeah. and I believe it was, yeah, it was at the end of the year. It was a home game on Christmas. Yeah, so that the, was the, the Packers had already wrapped up. If the up. Packers were to win Sunday against the Vikings, which victory would be bigger? Well, which victory would be more impressive? A win Sunday against the Vikings? Or maybe important. Let's go with the You use the word important. What, game, what victory would be more important? The Bear game in week one or... Uh, beating the Vikings in week two, and I completely get. It. And Nelson's point is a very good one. I just, to me, I'm 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 all about validation, right? Like when we we play skins with my my buddies, and even if you win the hole, 
You got to validate it. You had to have par or better. Like if everyone craps the bed on a hole and some guy just gets an eight and everyone else puts their first two tee shots in the water, I'm not rewarding you with paying you because everyone else sucked. You just sucked a little less. You got to have a good hole. So we call validating the skin. I feel like the Packers need to validate that bear Validation. game. So I would vote Vikings. But yeah, put the put it up, Evil. It's what, up. Just got up. What uh, win would be more important? The bear win in week two or beating the Vikings on... Uh, on week uh, number two. Hey, by the way, the last so the Packers last two seasons, out of sixteen games on the road, they've won four. Ooh. Hey, the greatest ever, in my opinion. We lost on this day in 1996. Tupac Shakur was taken off life support on this day in 1996. Oh, really? Six days after he was shot. Leaving a professional boxing match on the Las Vegas Strip. He was 25 years old. I believe he will forever be known as the greatest rapper ever, in my opinion. There will never be a better rapper than Tupac, in my opinion. Picture him rolling, Joe. So, there you go. What win uh, would be more significant? The Bear win in Week 1 or beating the Vikings in Week 2? The poll is up at Zone Madison. Uh, Continues to be the Viking game, up to 63 Percent of the vote. No, I. That's where I'm at, man. I, I think the validation, Evo, because to do it twice in a row is more difficult in theory, right? To do it one time. So to win on Sunday, to me, uh, silences any critics that said last week was a fluke. If you go back to back over, you know, playoff like teams in Chicago and Minnesota. Yeah. So this is obviously this is huge. Aaron Rodgers versus the Vikings. I think this is a really great game for him to silence his critics. Because he still had some, he had some people talking a little trash after last week, being the least accurate quarterback for you know in week one in the NFL, and then Rowdy, you sent me some interesting stats when it comes to Rodgers last year. Not good. You want to read that? You got those handy at all? Or do you want yeah, to... I can pull them up. So, you know, for Rodgers to go out there, and I hope he balls out on the Minnesota Vikings because Zimmer's a kind of a Rodgers stopper. So to show that Lafleur and his offense is capable of doing some good things, and Rodgers still has it. Go out there and beat the team you haven't beaten in three years and show that Zimmer can't stop you. So I think here's it's a great Rodgers stat. Since the start of 2018, here are Aaron Rodgers' go-to receivers. Number one, Devontae Adams, 115 receptions. Number two, throwing the ball out of play, 61 throwaways. Number three, Jimmy Graham, 58 receptions. Number four, MVS, 42 receptions. Number five, Randall Cobb, 38. So he has thrown the ball away. Who's the number two receiver? Throwing the ball away. Can I draft him in fantasy? He's not available (laughs) in any league. So I think this is a really good game for Rodgers to step up to the plate and say, I am that man. I am a bad man. And watch me best the Vikings at home. Uh, yeah, I'm, I am, uh, I'm with you. 608-321-1670. Uh, also the, uh, we put the question, uh, out uh, with it being Friday the 13th, uh, who would win in a triple threat match? Jason, after the end of the day, it is, uh, Friday the 13th, Evo, Michael Myers or Freddy Krueger. I think those are the three go-to, you know, like horror movie bad guys. Michael Myers, despite it being Friday the 13th. Michael Myers, 61% of the vote to Jason right now, polling in second at 24%. Freddy Krueger getting no love. Michael Myers is the fastest walker on this planet. <laughs> Michael Myers does walk He really can walk fast. down anyone. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it is so that, it's Freddy at a disadvantage. You could be running, you know, you could be Usain Bolt 
and and Michael's catching you. Is Freddy Krueger at a disadvantage because these other two guys got to fall asleep for him to wrestle them in a triple threat match? I comp- yes, but is there a movie though when he gets out of the dreams and he starts terrorizing people? There is. Yeah. And then I would say this: I don't know about Jason's sleep habits, but I would have to think <laughs> Michael Myers, who was institutionalized. He had to be given some type of sedatives and drugs. I mean, he had to be medicated when he was in the insane asylum. So at some point, Jason Fellas or, or Michael Myers slept. He he didn't go thirty years in Haddonfield without sleeping. See, when it comes to all these guys, I'm a I'm a Freddy Krueger guy over Jason and Michael Myers. Just because when I was a kid, I fell into a fire and I got second and third degree burns on my hand. Check that out. So me and me and Freddy Krueger, we identify a little bit. But come on, it's laughing. But these other two dudes got to fall asleep for Freddy to do his thing. I love the knife glove. How cool is Isn't that the coolest weapon oh, dude, of all, def- guys? Yeah. I mean, because here's the thing. Freddy's got a built-in weapon. Michael Myers and Jason. I mean, Jason will split your head open, you know, with a crowbar. Or Michael Myers will hang you up on the wall with, like, a attack hammer. They, they just are, are killers of opportunity. You know, Freddy's got you dialed in with the gloves. So does that give Freddy an advantage that he's coming to the ring Wearing those razor gloves, whereas, you know, but is it going to be like, a, you know, are, are they going to go under the ring and Jason's going to come out with a kendo stick? A kendo stick. Or, you know, uh, Michael Myers is going to grab a chair from ringside and bash it over Freddy's head? I feel like it would be one hell of a triple threat It match. would be. My question is, it's Friday the 13th. There's a full moon tonight. Am I crazy? Because I'm going camping out in the woods. Am I crazy for going on camping? I think it's tonight? badass. I want to go. There's You can stay at the Crystal Lake. Uh, the real one where they filmed the movie. It's in Illinois, but I there's one in Wisconsin too. I, let's do it, man. I, I'm gonna be out in the. Let's go. I'm gonna be out in the woods of Southwest Wisconsin tonight camping. I you know I with the Blair Witch Project. You know Camp Crystal Lake. What do it, Evo? I'm gonna. Um, let's see here. Ooh, it's also God. There's so many things going on today. Oh, it is conspiracy. You have a conspiracy theory before this we one, get to the. This one comes from our guy Latino Heat Bo underscore Hoffman. He says. At Zone Madison, Conspiracy Theory Friday. Christian Yelich is too good of a hitter to foul a ball off of his knee. He did it. And Joe, you like this. He did it so Ryan Braun can lead the crew back to the yeah. playoffs. Cement himself as the greatest brewer of all time. That. What right, you know what I say about that? Perfect. That's a good conspiracy theory. Um, I mean, look, what, what uh, Nelson, how can you not love Ryan? He's wearing a yelly jersey. Because he you know, had to let you know he's wearing the jersey. I don't think he did. I would say one of his teammates did. Oh, I'm sure. Why do you got to hate on it? Because it's so corny. <laughs> Braun, it, he's, he's he's a legend, Nelson. Would you call it pandering? <sighs> yes. But, Hardcore. But okay, why would why would Ryan why would Ryan Braun have to pander though? He wouldn't. Because of all the the anti Braun fans with. When he was caught with the okay. PEDs. Oh, dude. He's still fighting that fight. I got it right here. Conspiracy Theory Friday. This one comes from me. This one comes from me. <laughs> Ryan Braun, who's called into the Joe and Ebo show multiple times, has heard about Nelson buying a Christian and wearing a Christian Yelich jersey. Ryan Braun is wearing a Christian Yelich jersey under his Braun jersey, not for Christian Yelich, but to try to win over his biggest hater, Rowdy Razor, a.k.a. Nelson, of the Joe and Ebo Show. Ryan Braun is trying to win over Nelson. Ryan Braun here. Yeah, Nelson's just a hater. Nelson, what what do you think about that? Don't do it. Just lead (laughs) the team by example and win games and play well, man. We got a couple haters. 
couple. You know, for, that's you a good know that's a publicity stunt when you had to tell that's you a that good he's wearing he That's a good conspiracy Ryan theory. Ryan Braun though. can't even rep his fallen comrade without Nelson Fallen. He broke him. his kneecap. He's not dead. Uh, <laughs> by the way, uh, OB says, Freddie only shows up if you're sleeping. So if Jason and Michael Myers don't sleep, they're fine. But the leprechaun could sneak up on all of them due to his size and take all three of them out. <laughs> I, I don't think the leprechaun has many chops, OB, to get into the ring with Michael Myers, Freddy, and Jason. That'd be Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle. Right. Hornswoggle. Yeah. Give him a Stone Cold Stunner. Alexa Score covers the Vikings uh, out of uh, Minneapolis, so we'll get to her game day prediction from the the enemy side coming up at, uh, at 9 o'clock. Also, we will crown one of these. You just made the list! Uh, Ebo, this is a, a, a heavyweight bout. Of D-bags. Again, you, sometimes you have those weeks, and boy, the last time we had this, we were right. I predicted that the week it was Drake, and you had the Little League stuff going on, and you had that college who was like bailing out, and they kicked the team out that they were winning too much. Like, you yeah. had three heavyweights. Drake ended up winning. Drake made it all the way to the futile four. Uh, I predict it's one of the same things here. I think whoever wins this week's D-bag of the week could be all in. When it comes to the 2020 Ultimate D-Bag Bracket, the Vikings for including Aaron Rodgers in their in the injury in their hype video, Eagle fans for fighting a Philadelphia 76er at an Eagle game, <laughs> and Team USA basketball for losing not once but twice to France and Serbia. That's right there, man. Oh, that's the one for me. Right now, the Vikings, it's close, all three. Vikings with a slight lead. Eagle fans in second, Team USA in third, but too close to call very early in the vote. And get your vote on Twitter at Zone Madison. Team USA, the chief, Jerry Colangelo, said he'll remember the players that didn't show up. He'll remember the stars that snubbed them, how embarrassing it was. That's embarrassing. How do you lose from to France and then to Serbia when you're supposed to be the best in the world? It's a tough scene. It's a tough scene. I mean, one of you two said it, or both of you, I think, said it yesterday. To be fair, we put USA Soccer up last year for not beating Trinidad and Tobago to get to the World Cup. This is kind of the same equivalent, right? It totally is. So, But I don't know. I mean, the like Amon said, I mean, there's, there's competitive and there's poor sportsmanship, and that's crossing the line, and it's the Vikings, A. Uh, and Eagle fans, like, dude, it's, this, this, this would be like Packer fans fighting like Chris Middleton or <laughs> Brooke Lopez in the parking lot of Lambeau Field on Sunday. Like, really? Yeah. yeah. I don't know yeah. how I can give Eagle fans. This is a tough vote, man. Well, I- Eagles, We know that's Eagles fans, though, right? They booed Santa Claus. They threw batteries at people. They, they cheered when Michael Irvin almost broke. What happened to yeah, Michael he Irvin? Broke he broke his, his neck. neck. Eagles Never fans played again. It ended it. his career. So, you know, Eagles fans are going to be Eagles fans. To me, Team USA, that's that's just embarrassing. Uh, embarrassing. And we know the Vikings are going to do that with Aaron Rodgers. Hell, they sold a, they sold, they were selling, they were uh, the selling picture pictures of it. Of They're it. getting money off of it. So, uh, Speaking of the Vikings, we asked this question as well. If the Packers beat the Vikings on Sunday, which win would be more important, knocking off the Bears in Week 1 or the Vikings in Week 2? Amon said it. I said it. Uh, and 61% of the votes saying it's the Vikings. And not to dismiss the Bear game, Evo, I just think to the, there are a lot of people that still want to say, eh, I need to see more. And if you beat the Bears and Vikings back-to-back, there's not a lot. I don't care if Aaron Rodgers throws for 70 yards on Sunday. If they win, they get to 2-0. and The Packers are legit. So I'd say this game is more important. Offense, defense, whatever. If they just beat the Vikings, yeah. this game is more important than the Bear game. Because if they lost to the Bears, people would have said, ah, it's Best team in the division. They went 12-4 and four last year. It's on the road. You weren't going to win that game. It, to me, it's about proving it. You prove it. 
Let's look. Let's see what happened. I know the offense. I, I want to see Rodgers and the offense prove it. I want to see LaFleur prove it. I want to see the defense prove it again. And to beat a rival you haven't beaten in three years. Now, Nelly, you were going with week one against the Bears on the road, yeah, which is the, huge. It's a huge game. It was the first game of the season. It's the, it's the kickoff game. It's on the road where the Packers, if you count the Jets game, they've won, what did I say, they're 4-12 and 12 in the last two seasons on the road. And last year they won just one game. That's huge. That's a huge statement to start the season with a win on the road against the Bears, a team with a one of the best defenses in the league, and they won the division last year. That's the bigger statement to me. Because in, in my opinion, looking at the Packers' schedule with all the unknowns with Lafleur and this team, you needed to go at least 1-1 one one in these first two weeks, and you got that first win week one. By the way, uh, and that's a good point, Nelson. And to your point, 608-321-167, I just saw this uh, from our friends over at MyBookie. Raphael coming up just a couple minutes. With the Panthers' loss last night at home, the ro- the home team that is favored in the NFL to start the season 3-9. and nine. Packers are favored on Sunday. It has not gone well really? for the home team through the, uh, the first part of the season. Uh, also, that game last night was lame. It was a bad game. But you know what today is? Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. <laughs> and it just happens to be a full moon. Last full moon on a Friday the 13th among Green until 2050. The, the, the freaks are going to be out tonight. So in honor of Friday the 13th, we want to know. We took the three greatest of all time, in my opinion. Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, Freddy Krueger. If we put the three of them in a triple threat match, no DQ rules, who would win? Right now, 45% of the vote going to Jason, 35% to Michael Myers, 20% to Freddy Krueger. I had to go with my man Michael Myers and the Captain Kirk mask in honor of Charlie. Uh, who did you guys go with? Evo, did you go Jason, Michael Myers, or Freddy Krueger? Well, let me ask you, because you're, you're really good at movies and remembering them. I struggle sometimes. Has Jason ever been knocked out? I know he has, has he ever been knocked out? Where he's um, like laying on the ground, yes. knocked out. Yeah, Amon, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been. Has he, Michael Myers ever been knocked oh, out? Oh, several times because he'll do the. Yeah. He'll do the sit yeah. up from behind. He, Michael Myers has been shot with 15 rounds of 40 odd buckshot. So the only way up. the only way for Freddy Krueger to win is if they're sleeping, right? Correct. So if Freddy Krueger can just knock them both out. I think Freddy's got it. But and we've seen him get knocked out in movies before. So Freddy can knock him out. But Freddy's a little wiry guy. Yeah. He's not much meat to Freddy Krueger. Right. I don't think he's gonna be knocking anybody out. I would say I like Jason. Yeah, if you go on us on on the measurables, because Jason I, went to space and defeated the defeated the alien. Yeah, the xenophobe. But if you go by the measurables, I'm gonna say Michael, Michael Myers is probably about six three, six four. Gotta be damn near three hundred pounds. Jason, I think a little shorter but stockier. So are you going for the reach? Or are you going for the the size advantage? Because you're right, Freddie's given up a good. 150 pounds. I mean, Freddie can't be more than a buck seventy. <laughs> Jason and Michael Myers are probably each around six five, three hundred pounds. Well, dude, if if you're a guy named Jason, you can go into space and defeat Alien. I think you're gonna fare pretty well against Michael Myers and Freddie. Hey, Joe, I agreed with you. I took uh, Michael Myers, and it's partially because of his. How about his longevity, staying at a high yeah. level yeah. for He's, so long? Yeah, that's consistent. Conrad, welcome to Joe Bush. You got to go, Michael Myers. Right? He's got the same. Yeah, Forty I'm, I'm years, a- he's still active. I'm actually, I'm going to go uh, go Michael Myers, but I have like a little twist. Wouldn't it be funny is at, at the end, he he pulls off his mask and it's Mark Murphy. And he's, <laughs> and he's like, 
He's like, I don't mean no, to brag. That's a Scooby. That's a Scooby Doo <laughs> episode, Conrad. When they have the bad guy tied up at the end, and they say, "Let's just see who you really are." Exactly. It's old. It's old man Murphy old from man the haunted Murphy. football field. <laughs> exactly. All right, boys. Well, hey, we got a big weekend. It's uh Milwaukee Brewers uh, fanhood dig deep. We're uh, in St. Louis, and we have one obligation, and that is to uh, root on our crew. To a, I'm only. I only need two. I only need two wins in St. Louis. I want three, but I only need two because the way the season plays out right now is that, like, if we if we take two down in St. Louis, we can just keep knocking out teams all the way down, and we're going to end up timing this thing right. The division is ours. Later, boys. See you, Conrad. Thank you, thank you Conrad. Did he he mention Mark Murphy? Right. Yes. I don't want to brag about myself. But <laughs> God. I still think Mark, you know, back to the wave. I think Mark Murphy's got something. I think Mark Murphy, remember when like, uh, you know, someone like Zip, like Maynard, if you ever go to a Mallards game, Maynard zip yep. lines in zip from line right in. field to start the game. I believe the new pump up will be Mark Murphy is going to zip line in from the top of Lambeau field to the 50 yard line and plant the flag at the 50 yard line and then grab the PA and say, I don't want to brag about myself. But <laughs> I'm predicting how, a big... How did Mark Murphy never think of this? It's, it's already in it's the state of Wisconsin. President. Bernie Brewer has a slide. Yes! Why wouldn't he just have a slide where he can take his little toboggan down? Because he has That's a hill That's a now, great so idea. He has a sledding hill. Why don't they make the Bernie the Brewer like three-decker slide like he's got at uh, Titletown? That's a great idea. Yeah, that should, no, it should be Mark like Murphy the whole stadium. And once boiling. he slides down, he gives whoever scored the touchdown a high five in the end zone. He gets my blood boiling. <laughs> Uh, I, 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 I'm aware of that. I, I think I noticed that once or twice. All right, 608-321-1670. Dude, come on, man. I know it's Friday the 13th. You, you know, all reverence to and deference to Jason Voorhees. Today is your day, Jason. But you can't tell me Michael Myers wouldn't take Jason Voorhees. He'd give him a tombstone pile driver, a stone-cold stunner. He'd give him an F5, an attitude adjustment, a rock bottom. You name it, the Hulk Hogan big leg drop. I'm taking Michael Myers okay, in this triple threat match. Jason X, it was the year 2,455, and he beat ass <laughs> in space. That is good staying power. Didn't they, like, reincarnate Jason from, like, his head or, like, a, yeah, he's a, like a, a super bone freak. or something? He's, like, like, he's like super yoked. Yeah. we got to settle this Friday the 13th debate. We Jason, do. Freddy, Michael Myers. I'm repping my dude, Michael Myers. We, uh... Say good morning to our friend Alexa Score. She uh, covers the Vikings uh, up in uh, Minneapolis. Morning, Alexa. Hey, how you doing? We're doing oh, good. It's Friday the 13th. Full moon Hello. coming up. I know. Feeling a little funky. I like it. Are you, are you a, uh, Alexa, are you a Jason uh, gal? Michael like Myers? Freddy? Freddy? Who's, who's your go-to uh, horror movie Chucky. guy? Chucky. Yeah, I actually had like a, you know, face mask on this morning. Um not for murdering purposes, but for, you know, some moisturizing of the skin. And I looked a lot like Jason, so I'm going to go Jason. <laughs> nice. nice. I like it. So, well, Alexa, tell us your story of how you came to be, you know, with the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I mean, it's a long, wild story, but I certainly started out a Vikings fan growing up in Minnesota. Um, I ended up moving to Florida when I was 17 and spent 10 years down there uh, as a professional wakeboarder, but nice. kept my uh, purple roots and was definitely repping the Vikings down in Florida for 10 years and then um, made a transition out of wakeboarding into TV and got a call from the Vikings and uh, not to play quarterback, but when you get a call from the Vikings for anything, you 
pick up the phone and say yes. So does so, your does your Packers hatred run deep still since you are from does. you know Minnesota? It does, and actually, when I was uh, living in Florida, I lived with two different Packers fans. Ooh. Well, Alexa, so, I've been kind of creeping on you on, on Twitter. Boy. You seem like a nice gal, so I don't want to hold your your Viking thing against you, man. We're just going to have to agree <laughs> to disagree on this one, and just as you know, two working professionals. All right. <laughs> all right, that's fair. We use the term professional loosely over here. Yeah, I mean, I, I had three beers consumed by this point of the show yesterday, so so keep that in mind. And actually, I'm going to go get one now during the commercial break because you inspired me. Uh, all right, so we're like wrestling with your guys' identity because. You know, a lot of people thought maybe Atlanta was going to be better. You know, they weren't very good last year. Hell, we beat him, and the Packers barely beat anybody. Um, you scored 28 unanswered. You know, I know the Falcons throwing a couple of garbage time TDs. Tell me, should we be seriously, like, impressed, scared of what you guys did to uh, the Falcons last week? You know, I think it's we're well, well-rounded. And I think the scariest part for the Packers is, I mean, even last year, we had the potential to do great things. And I think last year was the year when we were kind of going through the identity crisis, making the big changes. And I think we hit our stride. Like, our defense is mean. It's been mean for the past few years. But now I think offensively, we've got, you know, a couple different threats. We're not obviously relying on Adam Thielen to carry us through. Um, it's going to be a huge test this weekend. Obviously, um, everyone's excited, but I think, you know, to see if Dalvin Cook can keep it up throughout the season, that's going to be a big piece of the puzzle. Yeah, Dalvin Cook was a monster for you guys last game against the Falcons. Kirk Cousins, 8 of 10. <laughs> right. So what's what's the takeaway as a Vikings, you know, someone that's there and also a, a fan growing up, what's the takeaway on Kirk Cousins? Is he a game manager? Is he average? Or is he ready to, to bust out this season? Well, you know, with the new ads and shifting a couple people around on the offensive line, he has the skill to get it done. I mean, with the defense that we have and the other threats that we have on offense, I don't even think we need the number one quarterback in the NFL. You know, we just need someone who can consistently get it done. And I think with a couple more seconds back there, he's the guy that can do that. All right, uh, talking with Alexa Score, Vikings TV. So we had this uh, debate earlier in the week, Alexa, you know, with playing the Bears last week and now the Vikings this week, probably the two biggest rivals for us as the Packers, and you know, a lot of people are kind of split down the middle. I think half of Packer Nation thinks it's the Bears because of the history. Half thinks it's the Vikings because they've probably been the more competitive team over the last couple decades. From the Viking perspective, is it all Packers, or do you guys? I mean, how do you view the rivalry on your side of this, the border? It's. I mean, obviously, anyone in our division is going to be a rivalry, but it's all Packers. Like if you come, if you come into Minnesota and ask who's the Vikings' biggest rival, it's Packers. Um, obviously some recent hatred for the Eagles and the Saints, <laughs> um, but number one, Packers, for sure. So how much do you guys hate the Saints, though? Like, I saw everyone was, like, the Saints have not let go of the, the official thing yet. How much do you guys hate the Saints? It's pretty serious. I mean, like, <laughs> that last thing. And hate's a strong was, word. I'll say dislike. I mean, when when it goes to, you know, mediocre medium Vikings fans like watching Saints games to hope that they lose you know it's pretty serious I mean Alexa um, I'd totally be saying that I feel bad for you and what happened with Brett Favre in the NFC championship game against the Saints but I'd be 100% oh lying I said if I felt bad for you <laughs> you know it's almost laughable like it's oh it's just, definitely laughable it's like I still remember I I remember where I was I remember the moment down in Florida and at we were having this house party and 
it was a house divided. You know, it's funny. Um, that year, one of our best friends down in Florida is a diehard Packer fan, grew up there. But he's such a Brett Favre fan and obviously hung out with us all the time that he was like, all right, I'm going to cheer for Brett Favre just so I can come hang out with you guys. And so he was even on our side. And then throwing that interception, it was just unbelievable. Hey, I mean, Alexa, it wasn't Detroit, man. It was the Super Bowl. Paul Allen just killing it. So <laughs> when it comes to like Brett Favre, Brett Favre, we hated Brett Favre, obviously, when he went to the Vikings because that was a legend for the Packers. Not, once he threw that interception against the Saints, I immediately forgave him. Like I was like, I'm fine. With, I'm fine with you now, Favre. So as a guy that beat the Vikings so long, you know, had so much success with the Packers, how did it feel like to now cheer for Brett Favre, the guy you probably hated for years? It's so weird. I mean, like, they wrote an article in the Star Tribune um, a couple weeks ago because it was, like, the anniversary of when he came here. And it was so funny. They're like, an angel ascended, you know, on his private jet and landed. And once he landed in Minnesota, it was, like, like, erased everything from the past. All of the hatred, you know, complete amnesia. We worship the guy. Yeah. I mean, it, it didn't take a warming up period. He didn't have to win us over. He didn't have to woo anyone. We were all in from the very first minute. Uh, visiting with Alexa Score, Vikings TV. Uh, back to your team, uh, Alexa, because a year ago at this time, you know, the Vikings were kind of the chic pick to win the NFC. You know, had that incredible run to the NFC Championship game two years ago with a third-string quarterback and, and Case Keenan. Then you go out and spend the money and bring in Cousins. You have all the pieces. And, you know, much like it was a disappointment here in Green Bay last year, massive disappointment for you guys. How how was last year and how have the expectations or have they changed from where I think a lot of people a year ago were picking you guys to go to the Super Bowl to now wondering, you know, what are the Vikings this year? Right. And like I mentioned earlier, you know, I think for the organization and us, the people that are close to it, last year was really the identity crisis where now people are asking that this year. I think we've got it figured out this year. Okay. We brought all these new guys in. We worked out the kinks. This year, I think the expectations have shifted one game at a time versus last year coming in hot. Like, all right, we're going all the way. Like, just we just have to get there first right now it's breaking it down to okay we got to take this thing one game at a time and you know really make sure that we're crossing our t's dotting our i's with every single position versus you know we got our quarterback and all the other pieces we had last year which is not the way it works in the nfl every year it's a new team and a whole new you know scheme so on our end, you know, it's like Dalvin Cook and then your guys' defense. That's what, like, you know, has Packer fans worried. On the Viking side, is it is it just Aaron Rodgers? And if Rodgers shows up, it's going to be a long day for the Vikings? Or are you guys, like, are you buying yeah. our Packer defense after what we did to the Bears last week? I mean, you can't really deny it, um, you know, holding the Bears to so few points. And also, how many sacks did you guys have? There were a number of sacks in that game, like five. Five, you got it. On your side, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I think uh, myself and probably Kirk Cousins are taking your defense pretty seriously. So I think it's going to be a defensive battle, which just makes, obviously, for really exciting football. Um, We'll see how, you know, the extra time on your guys' side to rest up comes into play. Sometimes that's a benefit, and sometimes it kind of can get in guys' heads. You have a little too much time to think. You get out of a rhythm. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, whether that couple extra days of rest. You tell Kirk Cousins to be scared then, okay? Who's your favorite who's your favorite Viking down there to, I see you like on the sidelines, you know, interviewing those guys with your your onboard videos and whatnot. Who's your favorite Viking to hang around? Oh my gosh. Too many to name. I mean 
one of my new favorites is David Morgan. He's injured actually this year, but a super fun guy. So because he's injured, I've been able to spend a lot of time with him. <laughs> and he's just like, it's so funny. We, the Vikings have the nicest guys. Like, honestly, the team is so nice. It's crazy. Like, when you're around NFL players, you kind of get, like, the attitude and whatever. In Minnesota, it's just crazy. Like, the well, dudes are just stand-up classy guys. Well, I just threw you a follow on Twitter, Alexa. And like I said, you know, I, you know we'll agree to disagree on, on this one. Um, you know, I, I, I love, uh, you know, the passion. I just, you know, I'm hoping that it is, uh, ends up 70, nothing green Bay on Sunday. And if it does, uh, be sure that I will be uh, tweeting at you uh, on Sunday. And just as I expect, you can tweet at uh, actions on radio. If, uh, if you guys come in and punk us on Sunday, there you go. For sure. Definitely uh, throw you a couple tweets before Sunday and during the game. But overall, I think it's just going to be really exciting football. Do you, so like so you, you grew up and went down to Florida to be a wakeboarder, correct? Yep. Do you get any wake? I mean, you land at 10,000 lakes. How much wakeboarding do you get in in Minnesota? I mean, we squeeze in as much as we can in the summer. That's for sure. You know, three months of getting on the lake as much as possible, whether that's, you know, you got to go at sunrise at 6.30 a.m. or at sunset at 8.30. But I get in quite a bit. Yeah. Well, so- uh Awesome, man! Hey, great stuff. We uh, we appreciate it. Uh, I'm sure you'll feel the the same sentiment that we here share. That's go pack go uh, on on Sunday. So enjoy the game. <laughs> All right, go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Thanks, Alexa. Man. Thank you, Alexa. Alexa Score from uh, Vikings uh, TV. Hey, look. Cool, cool lady. I'll, you know, respectfully disagree with basically all the nice things she said about the Vikings, but uh, very. In- it's good to hear the opposition view. So I, uh, I, I greatly appreciate uh, Nelson uh, setting that interview up. Seems like a nice lady. She's just, uh, she's just all wet on on Packers Vikings on. Sunday. I think she's all wet too because she's a waterboarder as well. Well, there could be that yeah. uh, that too. I can tell you this because all those guys, you know, the Michigan wrestling. Obviously, they're very in tune with the wrestling and the, the athletic department. They are terrified of this game next Saturday in Ann Arbor, Michigan, I, which I was surprised. I'm like, oh, they probably get like a wake-up call. Like, they get a week off. They're like going to be all grumpy, ready to come in. They are like, dude, we are nervous as hell about coming to play your boys next week. They yeah. are quaking in their boots, R.J. Brockman, in Ann Arbor, Michigan I've had, today. I've had a couple of friends reach out to me, and they're like, uh, Patterson's taking a step back. This offense doesn't look like they know what they're doing. Uh, the defense maybe lost too much. Uh, yes, Michigan, at least fandom, is worried about this game. Um, they should be. Uh, you know, and even they've said it. We've we've seen what you guys did against the the two opponents with shutouts and holding them under. Uh, you know, you put them right at about a hundred yards of total offense. Um, but okay, yeah, they're they're. They're just not comfortable with going on the road for their first big game of the year. On that defense, Badgers haven't given up a point. Is that should we get our hopes up and excited about it, even though it's against, as some would say, Pee Wee football teams? Well, I mean, you held a thousand yard rusher from last season to under like forty yards total. I'm gonna get excited. Um, about it, yeah, I, I'll, I'd get excited about it. I don't care who you're playing. Uh, pitching a shutout is hard. I believe Wisconsin is the only team to not have been scored upon this year right now. And Mm -hmm. some of those big SEC programs 
have played FCS Well, teams. it's very difficult to, to, to answer Evo's question to stay focused for 60 minutes, especially when you got up 42 nothing at the half, because you know you're going to win the game. To have that, and you know, when nobody, I didn't think South Florida was going to be such a route, to get up that big early, to just say, we have this game in hand, you know, we can put it on cruise control. To not give up a point against either one of those teams. I don't care if you're playing your alma mater, Madison Memorial. It's still impressive <laughs> to not give up a point in either one of those games. Yeah. I'd, at some point. Could Memorial score on Wisconsin Badgers? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say no on that Yeah. I, I, solely because of the difference between the trenches. That's where... You know, most high school teams would lose. Well, here's to a, a perfect example, team. RJ, and I actually lost freaking money on it last week. Uh, South Florida, Wisconsin's week one opponent, right? Uh, mm-hmm. We beat them 49 nothing. They uh, lost 24 20 to Georgia Tech last week. Georgia Tech scored 17 points against Clemson, mm-hmm. who is pretty much probably going to walk right into the college football playoff this year. So, you know, if you do the extrapolation, you know, South Florida nearly beat Georgia Tech. Obviously, Clemson won that game comfortably, but to answer Ebo's question again, uh, you know, a, a Middle to below average, you know, SC's ACC team in Georgia Tech was able to score three times on Clemson. Right. So what Wisconsin's doing is even that much more impressive, in my opinion. Exactly. And like I said, there's FCS schools that have now scored on SCS, SEC schools. So, um, yeah, it's it's hard to pitch shutouts. And you have to just ride with it, ride the flow, get on that high. <clears throat> and you know what? You, you have to expect with the uptaking competition here that somebody is is going to put points up on this defense. I mean, it'd be pretty impressive if it never happened. I'd, I'm not sure with the last it's time that It's Conspiracy Theory happened. Friday. You can say it if you want. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I like what I've seen out of this defense. Uh, the offense against Central Michigan, like we talked on Monday, uh, the, four, uh, the rushing touchdowns were all out of the same formation. If it no. ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. If you can't stop it, guess what? I'm going to keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw the the two pass plays to uh, Cephas that were missed in week one. I mean, timing was down a little better in week two. Uh, we saw improvement, and I think if you can just keep building off of that and improve again, which it's hard to say improve upon a 61 to nothing shutout. Um, you could have scored more. Could, you could have. <laughs> um but, you know, win that turnover battle and, I mean, this bye week, uh, enjoy your Saturday off. Uh, it'll probably be treated like a uh, – most right, likely I'm, I'm treated this like, this. A, like a game week. You'll have Saturday off to be your game. So your time with the football team, back in. your time with the Wisconsin Badgers, mm-hmm. you were there when Matt Bernstein was there. Yeah. Matt Bernstein, <laughs> when he called in on Tuesday, said he didn't do it, but there was a guy named Bat Mernstein. Bat Mernstein. Who on the bye week would go and get it going at like Wando's and, you know, KK and all the bars down there. F- two questions. Was there a Bat Mernstein associated with the football team? And what did every player do on the bye week? I, Not every player, you know, but what, what, are the most, what did people do during their bye week? Probably followed the lead of Bat Mernstein. <laughs> so Bat Mernstein did exist. 
Sure. I well, I mean, if, if, if Bernie says he if, did, if I got to take Bernie at his word. If Matt Bernstein said Bat Bernstein exists, then he exists. Yeah. It's okay. like when, it's when like Homer Simpson. into existence. Yeah, it's like when Homer walked into <laughs> Moe's and uh, he said, Moe, I have a problem. And he said, what's wrong? Homer said, not me, a guy I know. This guy, Joey Jojo Jabberdew. Joey Jojoson. And, and, <laughs> Mo, and Moe says, that's the worst name I ever heard. <laughs> and then the guy runs out crying and, and Barney goes, hey, Joey Jojo. <laughs> so there was a Joey Jojo Jabberdew. was Joey Jojoson. I watched it episode two days ago. Uh, so there's clearly a Bat Mernstein. <laughs> RJ, you didn't say to Bat Mernstein when you saw him at the college club, Bat, that's the worst name I ever heard. No. Oh, I, Bat Mernstein! <laughs> Bat Mernstein, no! I was very accepting of of weird names. Uh, Alright, so if you like, are you, a, are you a college game day guy? Are you Big Ten Live guy? Are you, oh. you know, are you fan interaction Game Boy guy, pregame guy? Ooh, I'll, game Boy I'll Color? watch it. When no original, Game Boy original. Game Boy. I'm saying when game it's Boy in original. Madison. Do you have my Game Boy original. Do you game participate? Color, are you <laughs> are you into it when they come to Madison? Do you, or do you would you um, rather hang out at the red zone with us and drink beer until kickoff? You know, I'll go early, like when it first starts, because then like you get the start of it. There's no reason to hang out there for the entire. You bring a sign. Three hours. Uh, <laughs> no sign. Because, well, the reason I ask, RJ, is obviously Wisconsin and Michigan both off this week. The best game in all of college football, according to College Game Day, because that's where they tend to go, is Iowa-Iowa State. And it is. It's the only game in the top 25. Raphael said it was going to be Clemson-Syracuse before Syracuse got got pistol-whipped. 70 points. So if that's the best game in all of college football, obviously if Wisconsin-Michigan's playing this week, you're going to get all the hype around like a college game day. Next week, you have Georgia-Notre Dame. You have Auburn-Texas A&M. Uh, it's probably going to be one of those two games. So probably little to no chance if, you, if you're if you into the college game day stuff. Now, the Big Ten or the, the Fox crew, we were talking about like Charles Woodson, maybe they'll be here. But that's just bad timing, right, if you want to be the showcase game. Because obviously Wisconsin-Michigan is a pretty big game mm-hmm. in its own right. Boy, you look at the schedule this week. Whew, that's yeah, a bad week in college football, man. Slim. Uh Yeah, I mean, when you got two undefeateds, two ranked teams. Uh, in Iowa, Iowa Still State. Watch, though. Uh, what? It's their first trip to Ames, I think. Uh, and it leaves like only like ten schools left who have never had uh, college game day visit their campus. So, well, what's sort of doing Ames? That, uh, Hilton Hilton Coliseum. Okay. Good wrestling there. Yeah. Um, I, I don't really know. Uh, Eat corn and fight I've, I've Hawkeye been, fans. I've been there once for uh, Iowa State was it Wisconsin lovely? duel. Was it lovely? I've watched Kale Sanderson wrestle and it was amazing. Hey, by the way, shout out! Was, did you see the preseason polls up Number by Win three. Magazine? Wisconsin wow. wrestling third <laughs> in the country. Third, yeah. Shout out to my man Chris Bono and it's the Reader, Bono effect. yeah, Reader. and all the guys down there. Um, oh, it's like the whole top ten is the Big Ten. Yeah. So okay, to <laughs> Iowa because like I sorry, Amon Green. I don't know if you're listening on your way back to to Green Bay, but Nebraska ain't gonna win the Big Ten West. I never bought the hype, RJ. I'm gonna stick with why would I originally I was, said. I was talking to him in the hallway. He didn't either. He said they're like at least <laughs> one more year away. Because oh, Amon wouldn't say that on air, but he said it up up there to you. <laughs> He, I always talk about the the personnel that's still there. That st- some of those guys still need to be weeded out. Oh no, guys! What's this? Oh, you can't hit the breaking news sounder. Go ahead. Can you hit the breaking news sounder? It's not good news. Don't look at him. Oh, oh, I'm just gonna say it then. There we go. Looks like he cashed in on his ticket to paradise. What? Yeah. Eddie Money passed away. Eddie Money, oh, the age of seventy. R.I.P. Are you sure that's a verified account? Rolling Stone. Mm. 
I'm not Eddie seeing Money. it on Twitter, but... Oh, it's right here. Okay. All right. Well, now that's very they sad. They took him home. Uh, oh, there stinks, you go. Dude. Yep, Variety just tweeted it out 30 seconds ago. Damn. Uh, way to put a buzzkill, Evo, on yeah, this uh, segment. Yeah, just trying to have a well, um, segment end on the positive. All right, so the... Well, I don't know if this is going to be a positive. I, what I was going to say, RJ, is win or lose... To Iowa State, it doesn't affect Iowa at all in the Big Ten West. But mm-hmm. what I was going to say is I never bought the Nebraska hype. And I suppose losing to Colorado doesn't affect them in the Big Ten West standings. But I, it, I think it proves to me that that they're not ready for prime time. Mm-hmm. I always believed at the beginning of the season that it was going to be Wisconsin-Iowa deciding. And I, I believe that game in, in Madison in late November will decide the Big I, Ten West. I, Do you, I thought are you, you with me? thrown Northwestern in there before yeah. they went and had a, a stinker of a game over in Stanford. So, uh, yeah, I'm with you. It's it's going to be Iowa-Wisconsin yet again. People can complain all they want. Um, I mean, Nevada showed how to beat Purdue. I was just going to uh, say, everyone, you know, whether it's Nebraska or Purdue or the P.J. Fleck hype, and, yep, give Minnesota credit, they're 2-0, but I'm, I'm not impressed with their 2-0. I mean, to me, the two best teams in the Big Ten West are Wisconsin-Iowa, and I don't even think it's particularly that close. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, you can't take Northwestern out yet, but I think it'll be more Wisconsin and Iowa undoing their own seasons and Nebraska or Northwestern coming in. Because, um, yeah, the way they played was just not inspired football, and that's not normally the way they play. Uh, weird things do happen in Wisconsin-Northwestern uh, games, so still got to worry about that in, in a couple weeks uh, here, but... Yeah, well, Wisconsin. Here, here Iowa is not as weird as at Ryan Field, right? Oh yeah, weird, weird things happen at Ryan Field, and you guys were talking about locker rooms earlier. That's yeah. What's their locker room like? It's probably about the size of this room. Like it is <laughs> tiny, and you have the little kindergarten cubbies. That's that's, that's, How do that's you your fit locker. All those dudes into this size room. You you don't like it spills out. They open up like a little hallway that is actually like a hallway to like something else. And they they put chairs down there, and you're just like, huh? You guys gotta like figure something out. When was that made? Out. Oh, that I mean, thing's a hundred. Yeah. yeah, that that that's I mean, about, that's you just sit a on, little you, younger than Camp Randall, but you literally sit in the if you go to a basketball game because I wrestled in the in the Midlands a couple times. You sit on wood bleachers in they the basketball stadium. Updated that arena, and it's you totally sit on different now. yeah, and you sit on a, this. I'm talking about in my day. You oh, yeah, sat yeah, yeah. on aluminum benches in at the football field. Yep. It's crazy. They got good hot dogs down there though, yeah. Oh, Mustard's oh, Last Stand. Right, right in the right parking lot there. Oh, oh. man. How many I will say Mustard's Last Stand is the greatest hot dog of all time. How many? Yeah. I let's, The last time I was there, I had two hot dogs and two orders of fries. Oh, it sounds so good. It is. And they do those little shoestring fries that, oh, that are, are whole. They're like thinner than the McDonald's fries. Yeah, I know what you're saying. And they're like longer because they cut them right from a potato, but I don't know how they get them so tiny. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's why I missed weight for 134 my sophomore year at Midlands <laughs> and had to be unseated and wrestle 142 because I had too many Chicago-style hot dogs before weighing. Hey, uh, visit with our Badger and Sutter, RJ. One last thought on the defense. I wish I could take credit for this in the research, but I got to give a shout-out to my man Jesse Temple at the Athletic. You hear him on, uh, on the camp every Monday here. Uh, this stat to me, RJ, is crazy. I don't know if you saw this from Jesse tweeted out yesterday. The Wisconsin defense giving up not per play, per drive, six point five yards per drive. The next best that, is TCU good? at thirteen. <laughs> so they're more than double number two. Think about that. That's an average, not not play drive. 
That's that's crazy. You're you're limiting to no first downs every drive. Essentially. That's exactly. They're averaging <laughs> defenses are 60, averaging a three and out against Wisconsin. Think about that. Offenses are averaging sixty percent of what you need to get a first down every time they touch the ball. I love it, dude. That's, um, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Jim Jim Leonard was the hottest property as far as an assistant coach two years ago after twelve and zero. We were worried if we were going to lose him as a head coach. Takes the seven and five, takes a step back. Maybe some of the shine comes off it. You know, if 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 this keeps up this year, and I know we're two weeks and we haven't even played a Big Ten game yet, but if they finish top five, top ten, is is the spotlight back on Leonard? Yeah, absolutely. Far, and are we going to have this same kind of? Oh man, are we going to lose Jim Leonard to the NFL or to being a head coach somewhere? I in college still in talking to him, and knowing him, he sounds like he's so happy here. Uh, I'm not sure if. The NFL is his calling, you know. Um, it might be staying here for a while. and Maybe he replaces Paul Christ in 10 years. Maybe. Or he goes and gets head coaching experience elsewhere and and comes back at a later time. I, I'm, I'm not sure. But um, just in talking to him, knowing him, that's he's pretty happy here. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes somewhere for money. But it would be, have to be a lot of money to move just from the house you built that finished last year and moving up your your family. It's our buddy Raphael Raph. from my bookie here to make us some fat stacks. Good morning, Raph. Good morning. I'm trying to figure out how I can get in the do the D back list. Uh well, you're, 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 hey Raph, you're a Cubs fan, right? Uh yeah. Then there you go. <laughs> All right. Hey, we've had from Joe Madden to Cole Hamels to the Cubs organization. The Cubs have had a lot of staying power, Raph, on the uh, on the D Bag of the Week. So, uh, fear not, my friend. You, you're, there's a chance for you. All right. <laughs> all right. Gold. Uh, all right. So we have a a big weekend uh, on the pro front here, uh, Raph. I was talking about this, and I'm sure you've, you've seen this stat with the uh, the Panthers' loss last night. The home team in the NFL to start the season now three and nine against the spread. Uh, how stunned are you by the road success to start the season, and how nervous should we be as Packer fans, being the home favorite on Sunday against the Vikings? Well, we've had a really good so far start to the NFL with a dud on Thursday, as you guys waxed the Chicago Bears, won money on that. We had a successful winning week one, and now we cleaned up last night because the betting public was all over the Carolina at minus six and a half. So for us, we're swimming. I think the home team does a lot better this week. I think the Titans take care of business. I think Pittsburgh actually take care of business. Uh, there's even some road underdogs. Why Talk about overreaction. Atlanta plus two at home. I, I'm a little bit shocked on that one. Uh, but I think the home teams will, will, will phase out and, and uh, win week two. Uh, let's talk about our game specifically, uh, you, you know, Green Bay. How, how tough is it? Let me just ask you this, Raphael. How tough is it to handicap the Packers based on what they did in week one? They got the win, uh, but almost no offense. Uh, you know, a Packer defense, which is something they're not used to winning with. Uh, how tough has this game been to handicap for the wise guys based on what you saw the Packers put on tape last week? Well, the wise guys uh, yesterday uh, trounced uh, Minnesota. It went from about plus three to now two and a half. So the move, the move off of three had to be a significant amount of money for you, for you betting people. Uh, a significant amount of money came in on Minnesota, which is good because I like Green Bay in this game. But, yeah, I mean, the Packers' defense looked really, really good. I think Aaron Rodgers at home would be much better. I like the Packers 
at home. They're seven and three against the spread against the Vikings at Lambeau. I wish it was cold weather because I think that might be a, a little bit better, but we, we are expecting maybe some rain. Give me Green Bay plus the two or minus a two and a half now. Hell yeah. Yeah, I love it. Uh, our buddy Raphael from my bookie. All right, let's uh, uh, rewind a day to Saturday. Obviously, Wisconsin, uh, Raphael, not. Uh, playing this week, we we got a, a big one next week with Michigan. I can't wait to hear your take on that one next week. Kind of a, a slow week. I mean, you no disrespect to the state of Iowa. I mean, hell, they got legalized sports gambling and we don't. But when the marquee game in all of college football, Raphael, is Iowa, Iowa State, is this a week where you take Saturday off and uh, go shopping with the wife? Or do you think there's some still some, despite not having any really marquee games this weekend, is there still some value on the college board this weekend? Yeah, I say tickle the tickle your wife's uh, pickle a little bit. Take her out, go to the movie, take her out to dinner because you got some great football next week and the next coming weeks when leagues start going toe to toe. This week is pretty sad, but this game day was supposed to be at Syracuse for this Clemson game. How bad is Syracuse all of a sudden? Would they jump ship to go to Iowa, Iowa State? That's how bad this uh, card is. Uh, but I like the Big Ten in this one. Uh, Haw- Hawkeyes. Off our defense is going to be impressive. They they held Iowa State last week last year to three points, and they had some offensive players who are now playing on Sunday uh, for the Cyclones. Give me that defense of uh, of Iowa who shut down Rutgers that gave them the big goose egg. Uh, the betters jumped on Iowa, and I think there's still value with the Hawkeyes on that one. Go Big Ten on this matchup. Uh, I love it visiting with our, our buddy Raphael from um, from my bookie. You know what I've been uh, I've been rolling a lot with lately, Raphael. I'm, I'm sure it's far as odds, probably not the best because you don't control industry. But I love the squares, man. Uh, at my bookie, I'm a big you know Wisconsin. We got a lot of you know we're in that bar type you know uh, you know culture. You know Friday night fish fries and having a beer and a burger at the bar. Just it conjures up being at my local watering hole. I love playing the squares, man. At my bookie. Uh, I, it, it's fun. It's fun to see people do like that. I mean, and it, for this week, you're going to see a lot of square batting coming in. So I enjoy it. I like it because sometimes the squares do win, but sometimes uh, the underdogs shine and uh, we're swimming in money and I'm buying new cars. Hey, hey, Raph, speaking of like uh, betting money, you guys, you always do cool prop bets when it comes to entertainment. Did you, did you score any off the, uh, the uh, Democratic debate last night? Oh, I'm still, my eyes are still bleeding. <laughs> Uh, for watching that whole event, we had about I think Same. we had about twenty five different ways to bet the Democratic uh, uh, stuff. I just put out some wrestling odds that you guys will be get check your oh, email. Hey, Raphael, I am all in on uh, on uh, Clash of Champions, man. Every title being defended. I just saw the odds. I'm I'm down, buddy. Yep, uh, I'll send you guys those in the next couple of minutes. Uh, big UFC this weekend, my boy Donald Cerrone. Is fighting, and then we got boxing at uh, in Vegas with uh, Tyson Fury fighting some taxi cab driver from Las Vegas. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love that uh, Tyson Fury. What is he like minus four thousand or something in that fight? You're like, you, you basically Vegas is paying you to bet on Tyson. Yeah, you know that fight's gonna be ugly when he says him and his opponent will be at a bar drinking by eleven o'clock Vegas time. Yeah, they were. That was the softest press conference I've ever seen, Raphael. Normally, these guys, you know, they they get in fights or they get separated. These guys are hugging. They're sitting on each other's laps. They're pretend arm wrestling. I mean, what what is the deal with that? I know. I'm shocked that Tyson Fury doesn't have mono now, and he might not be able to fight. <laughs> Mono. Uh, Raphael from my bookie. Uh, again, you can get in all the week's action, mybookie.ag. All right, anything else? You like the Packers, Raph? Uh, anything else on the uh, NFL board on Sunday we should be uh, circling? 
I'm going to take some two overreaction. I already mentioned the Atlanta Falcons getting a plus two, but I think Pittsburgh at home now is three and a half against Seattle. You know, Big Ben's going to play much better at home. That offense is going to be much better, but look for that defense to play a lot better. That defense all yesterday and all the day before at practice said that they were embarrassed on national TV and how they played against uh, New England. That's not a bad loss to lose at Tom Brady's backyard. Now Pittsburgh is in their backyard. I think they, uh, beat up Seattle, who almost lost to Cincinnati, who I think Cincinnati could be the one of the top worst teams in football. Raphael, you brought up the Patriots. I have a bet going with Nelson over here. I took the 19 and a half going to the Patriots against the Dolphins because half the team tried to quit or retire uh, after Baltimore kicked the crap out of the Dolphins. Am I crazy for taking 19 and a half? You know what? Brady struggles in Miami. I mean, he's only, a, what, I think 16 and th- or 3 and 16 against the spread in Miami. Maybe Genzel walks around in a bikini the whole time. And he's distracted. I don't know why he's always, uh, always plays bad in Miami. I, some betters love Miami plus the points. I just, if you're going to play New England, take first half, maybe first quarter, but I, I couldn't play my hard earned money on taking. Uh, the pages. The home team is fourteen and three against the spread. So uh, this one, I'm going to pass and watch it, and maybe see if how bad New England wins. Hey, I love you, buddy. Great stuff. We'll you be following your VSI Doc Sports on Twitter, mybookie.ag. Still take advantage of all those great deposit bonuses. Thank you, brother. Take it easy, guys. Have a great weekend. Peace, brother. There Go he Blue is. Crew. He uh, he likes Iowa on the college board, taking the Packers and the Steelers. Uh, on his uh, NFL Sunday picks. And he's uh, he's kind of lukewarm on your minus 19. I, by the way, do like your minus you. 19. I think Thank you're going to you. win that Call bet. Call big cojones. Uh, all right, 608. Win, golf, and swing. <laughs>